Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Hey, family, and thank you so much for tuning back into another amazing episode here on GEMS Podcast. With me in the hot seat is Mark Savant, and you already know me, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, the founder and host. So Mark Savant began podcasting about five years ago. People started paying him to help grow their podcast, and Mark Savant Media was born. He offers podcast consulting, launch kits, and production. He also supports podcasters through a private mastermind community. The Podcast Savant Mastermind Program offers clarity to podcasters via monthly training, support, promotion, networking, and more. If you've ever felt lost or lonely on your podcast journey, this network solves that problem. He is a passionate father, husband, and community leader. He believes the more you give, the more you receive. We've all heard that sentiment. And make podcasts simple by booking a call with Mark Savant. You'll find out more information at the end of the show. And today we're going to learn about what does it look like with fatherhood? We're going to learn about some of the other things that Mark has going on because he runs multiple podcasts. And then we're going to give you a glimpse of how to really move from being an employee to a business owner or doing something that allows you to turn your passion into profit. So it's a little bit of everything. So get ready to sit down and eat a good, delicious meal with lots of wisdom and gems. Without further ado, welcome Mark Savant. What's up? What's up? Genesis, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, Mark. So, wow, you have an impressive and versatile background. So where should we start partaking? You want to start at the appetizer? And what would that be? Would that be fatherhood, transitioning um, from an employee to a business owner, slash just going into that unknown world of entrepreneurship, because it can be very scary. And then just putting um, knowledgeable topics out on the airwaves via podcasting. Yeah, well, you know, I love what you're doing, Genesis. You know, you, you mentioned that you had a history in oil and gas, and now you're trying to evolve and, and grow into the next best version of yourself. And, you know, I think that's so important. It's so important. And, you know, historically, the, the dream was you go to school, you go to college, you get married, you have kids, you get the white picket fence. Like, and I'm not saying that that's dead completely, but the world is so different now. Like the fact that you and I, for a very low cost, can have a conversation, we can network, we can get to know each other, and we can push this out to potentially billions of people for for like pennies is like, it's unprecedented. And, you know, you know, growing up in a world where, you know, we didn't even have cell phones, we, we had, you know, pay phones, and uh, we didn't have GPSs, we had road atlases and maps. It, the world is so different. I think it's really easy to, for us to for, or to not really recognize how amazing this time in human history is. There's obviously there's problems, but there's so much opportunity. And that's really what I'm passionate about, Genesis, is how can I leverage these tools that are out there? How can I continue to innovate myself and innovate with these tools that are out there so that 
I can provide more value to others and get more value back. So I can provide for my family and my community and my loved ones. And, and there's no one right way to do it. It just so happens for me after trying dozens of different ideas that podcasting really just hit all the keynotes for me. And I'm just think you should be really proud that you've got your own show that's growing and, and impacting so many people because it's, we don't, tomorrow's not promised, right? We have the opportunity to today, but you know, let's say for example, that these social media platforms become so centralized and so powerful that they only magnify the voices that they want. So maybe your voice and my voice, maybe we can't get it out there. We can get it out there today. We can start to build communities today, but we might not be able to in five years. So I think it's really important that we're taking advantage of the tools that we have now to change our lives and the lives of others. Yes, absolutely. So I tell people, don't worry about the past because you can't go back and change it. Be present in the moment because that's all you may get because you don't know what the future holds and don't try to fast forward to the future because it's not yours to create because it hasn't happened yet. So Mark, um, I want to ask you about your background before you got into the podcasting space. What were you doing prior? So I was in the insurance industry. My, when I graduated from college, my father had, or is an insurance agent, been an agent for many years. And I was looking for a job, didn't know what I wanted to do. I got my career here in business management and marketing. And he said, Hey, why don't you come work for me in the insurance industry? And I said, sure, sure. Um, mistake, non-mistake, whatever. But I ended up saying, sure, I, I will. And so I ended up doing that for several years, about five, six years and it, it, there was a certain point where I was like, where is this going? Where is this leading? Am I happy? I remember this specific moment, Genesis, where I was out to dinner with my wife and my daughter at the time. And we were, we were at this Chinese restaurant. And I asked the, the server for fried rice because I didn't want to just eat plain white rice. I wanted fried rice, right? And like, oh, we don't have fried rice here. I got really upset, like unnecessary, like completely unnecessarily upset. Like, okay, well then I'll take something else. Right? No, I was upset. And I made a spectacle and I embarrassed myself. I embarrassed my wife. Someone from the table next to us told me that I was being really rude. Never happened to me before. And, you know, we decided to leave. We walked out to the car and I, and I said to my wife, I'm like, this is so unnecessary. And it, it hadn't been necessarily a bad day. It had been just a regular normal day. And I recognized that I wasn't fulfilled on the inside, that the job that I was doing wasn't leading to a place that I wanted to be. I was waking up on Mondays like, ugh, hit the snooze. I don't want to wake up. I was living for the weekend. I couldn't wait for the weekend where I could get my freedom back. That's no way to live. It's no way to live. And so I started out on this journey to try to find something, to try to build something. I didn't want to be controlled by someone. I didn't want my boss to say, come in this date. You're going to make this much money. I wanted to control my destiny. And um, so that, that for me was that catalyst where I said something needs to change. I, you know, I spent thousands of hours trying all these different projects. And I eventually learned that I was learning so much from podcasting and I love the ability to create lots of content for the internet, which again, super powerful, super powerful. And I, I was learning so much from podcasts. I decided I'll start a podcast. So I started the awesome dad show. And after a year, I recognized that nobody was paying me to teach them how to be a better father. People were paying me to help them launch their own podcasts and to grow their own podcast. And so that 
is where I ended up leaning. And to this day, it's growing. I'm loving it. And um, it, it never would have happened if I didn't recognize and make the change. I could have blamed others, but I, I took the responsibility on myself to, to take the action, to take the massive action. And I, 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 I just, the only, my, my only regret is I didn't start sooner. I love that. And I love hearing back um, back end stories because sometimes people see where you are now and they see the success, but they fail to go beyond the surface level and dig deep to see the start ugly moments and what was the catalyst that became the conduit for you to get to where you are. And I like to tell people don't discount or discredit small beginnings because those small beginnings are going to turn into those large wins. So I really want to commend you for just taking that journey because in that incident, yes, you were ugly, you were nasty, you were snappy or whatever people may have said, but that was a trigger that opened, opened you inside and awakened you to say, okay, I am not fulfilled internally. So I need to change something internally so I can manifest it and materialize it externally to be firing on all cylinders and be my optimal self. Like what was I created to do? And I want to challenge the audience to know your why. And once you know your why, then then your purpose is going to become clear. And then the focus in order for you to truly navigate your purpose on why you were here on this earth versus just living and going through the mundane emotions, but really living and existing, having that um, synergies to really be here to make an imprint in order to drive an impact. We're not here to just you know, pop smoke or just sit sit there like a bump on the log. We're here to make actions. And if we touch one person, then we've done our job because you never know who that person is going to go on and touch and really create that ripple and domino effect. So Mark, whenever you realize that people were paying you as a podcaster, because you had no experience podcasting, you came from insurance. So it's totally different. So I like to ch challenge people, what's your TNT? And whenever I say, what's your explosive? Mine is transition and transformation because I have to make the transition in order to have the transformation. So I tell them, what are you blowing up? Are you blowing up your life or are you blowing up your space in order to live the life that you love and love the life you live? Yeah, it, well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Genesis. Life leaves clues. And I think it's really easy for us to miss those clues along the way. I remember back, uh, back in a university, when there were days where, okay, it's presentation day, right? I, we, we planned with the group. We're going to be putting up slides on the wall. Your, your palms are sweaty. You've got your little clicker there to go through your slideshow. I, th those were the times where I felt so alive. I was so excited to present and to teach and to talk about a topic. And then you go from that to sitting in a dark, dank cubicle, helping people with like punching in numbers and for for a risk criteria for a home and car insurance. It's, it's like, you know, you're taking the thing. It, it's so easy for us to do this too. We say, I really love doing this, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go this way because it seems obvious, but you know, looking back on my life, there've been a lot of clues like that. Whereas if I would have acknowledged it, recognized it and taken the action based on that clue, I could have found my way sooner. Um, it, it, you know, I don't think we should live in regret that we didn't make the decisions that we did because every decision that we've made brings us to this point today. It's brought us to where we're at today. And so it's, what is the action? What is the small step that we can take today? That's going to keep propelling us forward. And it, 
you know, those, those small daily steps add up. I mean, they, they add up so massive, you know, we, we just don't talk enough about momentum, you know, we, you know, like you said, and it's, it's really wise, you know, we, it's really easy to look at where someone is at today, but we don't look at all those small steps that generated momentum to get us to where we're at today. And uh, that, that's something that is easy to look at retrospectively, but not as easy to look at in a, in a, in a forward thinking type of aspect. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for adding that value there, um, Mark, because I tell people in order to really um, see a full organism, sometimes it takes going under the microscope to see the things that you wouldn't have seen with the naked eye. And just to your um, point, just listening to those clues, I I like to call them that discernment that we get, that gut instinct or, you know, that intuition that is prompting us that we're we need to do something and that something is going to lead us down the right path. So um, Mark, I know you help people launch and grow their podcasts and you're, you definitely um, increase your subject matter expertise in the field as well as your overall acumen. So what are some of the things that you've done to give you the success that you see today as well as others? Oh, wow. Well, so whenever you're starting something new, it's, it's scary. It's scary because it's new to you. You've never done it before. I didn't have any history in broadcasting or radio, um, video. I didn't have any of that history. I started with this, this thing right here, right? The smartphone. And it's, it, it's scary because you have to recognize that anytime you're trying something new, you're going to be bad at it and you're going to fail over and over and over again. But what ends up happening, I read this book by Tim Ferriss, The 4-Hour Workweek, which I couldn't recommend more. It's, it's very life-changing in the way. And it was written 15 years ago, which is incredible because um, there's a lot of wisdom. But there's a concept in the book where, we, where he talks about getting comfortable with discomfort. Because if you're going to have any sort of impact in this world, anything we're doing is not going to be simple. It's not going to be easy. You have to be c- comfortable with discomfort. Um, and you know, I'll give you a perfect example. And, and it's kind of funny to me how you know, for, for years, I would get this paralysis by analysis. I would be so stuck in making sure that all the dots, all the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed and everything was perfect. And the plan was perfect. And the graphics were perfect. And that we had the perfect website with all the perfect algorithms, the automations and everything is perfect. But, but, but there's something really there. I think there's perfection, in the imperfection. And when you, you know, I've uh, actually, and this might be, the, I'm not a sadist or anything, at least I don't think I am, but I, I've almost gone to like, got to this point where I just, I love that. I love the the mistakes and the errors and the imperfection that come with doing something new. I recently started with, with a, a colleague of mine, a local cryptocurrency meetup group, right? So we meet once a month and we talk about cryptocurrency, right? Um, which I think is important. I won't go down that rabbit hole, but we talk about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, Ethereum, et cetera. Um, and so for the first meetup, we created a Facebook group and we invited a bunch of people and we, we, it, the day comes, it's time for the, our big meetup. So I get in my car, put all my equipment in, we're going to be recording video, drive over to the, the site venue. The people that were supposed to set up the venue didn't. So I'm just quickly, it's 30 minutes ahead of time. So I'm moving all the, I'm moving all the tables around. I start setting up my audio equipment and my video equipment. Forgot my laptop at home. Crap. Hop in my car, fly back home, grab the laptop, get back to the scene, 
get it started. And my co-host gets there. It's about 10 minutes before uh, the show is about to start or the meeting's about to start. I'm like, where is everybody? We had a bunch of people say they're going to be here, but where is everybody? The Facebook event had the wrong address on it. Oh, crap. Got to message everybody out. Just a huge scramble at the last minute. Um, long story short, we started 10 minutes late. We had about 25 people show up. Everybody that wanted to make it made it. And it went great. It went fine. We collected emails. We made connections. People walked away with some different um, coins they could invest in. And going into the event, the whole moral of the story is going into the event, I knew that a lot of stuff was going to get screwed up. Um, and so when that happened, I, it, it was just, it wasn't as stressful as it potentially could have been. And, you know, I just think that accepting that anytime that we're starting something new, there's going to be, there's going to be hurdles, mistakes, and errors um, is, is really important. I think it's also important to recognize that working with someone that's been through these things before and is maybe a few steps ahead of you can, can A, avoid some of the pain, and, but B, help you to get to the next level way more quickly. And I've started to put more emphasis on that, um, particularly with this podcast mastermind group, um, because, you know, the other thing you'll, you'll recognize when you're starting a business is that you might think that you solve one problem, but ends up, well, actually, that's not the problem I solve. I solve this problem. And um, what I found was I was having conversations with so many people Genesis that wanted help with their podcast. They were trying to, they're watching all these different YouTube videos and they're trying to put things together, but it's just not, they're not getting the cohesive feel, you know, through their show. Um, and, but, you know, I'm talking to hundreds of people that I didn't have an offer for. And so I said, well, let's start up a mastermind program. Let's meet once a month. Let me give some curriculum. We'll work on things together. We'll give real feedback, not just, I like that. I don't like that type of stuff, but we'll, we'll actually help people improve. And that's been, I mean, to me, it's been one of the most transformative things that I've done in the past decade because you can just, I just have, feel like I have way more impact on people. My cash flow is a lot cleaner. It's not feast or famine. Um, and, you know, I've just seen the growth of my own shows and my own platform grow tremendously. So, anyway, that's a really long winded answer for saying get comfortable with discomfort and just get started. So, you know. it, even though it was a long winded answer, answer it was necessary because you never know how it's going to help somebody that's listening to this segment via audio or someone that's watching the video so I always tell people you know never apologize for things that we do because it's definitely going to help someone whether it whether you think think about it or not so yeah definitely getting um getting comfortable being um discomfort feeling that discomfort or facing that discomfort getting comfortable with not knowing how everything is going to come together in that congruent feel. And then realizing that just on the other side of that hurdle is the finish line. Like whenever you're watching like a track star, they don't just stop at that hurdle. They keep on, you know, jumping so they could get to that finish line. And also another thing I would add here too, Mark, is just stay focused on your zone of genius. Because when you're focused on your zone of genius, then you're going to be looking out at what's in front of you. You're not going to be distracted on what's to the left or what's to the right. So it's derailing you because the minute you try to operate somebody else's gifts and talents, yours becomes stale because you weren't designed to go through life the way that they were set up and positioned. But what you can do is embrace their differences and look for ways to complement one another via partnerships to really create those synergies. 
Yeah, you're 100% right. 100% right. It's really easy to get caught up in the flashy new business model that someone's doing, but um, staying true to yourself and, and, and really staying true to solving problems is important. You know, I remember the first client that I worked with in my, in my agency, it was a mess. I was making all these custom solutions for all these custom problems. You know, it, it was a hot mess. But what, what happened was after that first client, my second client had a much better experience which was still a mess, but my third client got an even much better. And now I'm at a place here where I have a really, um, a, a really clear process. I'm really clear on who I serve and the problem I can solve. And I'm at a point where there's lots of people I talk to. I say, Hey, you know what? I'm not a fit. You know what, what me, what my, what my zone of genius is, it's not a perfect fit for what you do. Here's a couple of people that, that can help you. Um, and, and I think people respect that because if you try to bend too much to each client, or each consumer, or each listener, each viewer, it, you're going to break. And, and, that, and that's not good for anybody. So it's, it's really, really profound advice, Genesis. It, it also, I'll add that it's not always obvious what your zone of genius is at first. You know, um, you, you might think that this is your zone of genius, and this is the person that you serve, and this is the problem that you solve, but it ends up turning out that maybe it's a slightly different problem. Um, just, just give you a perfect, uh, an example of that. When I started my first show, The Awesome Dad Show, I wanted specifically to speak to fathers, inspire dads to be there, to be with their kids, to embrace the moments, to support their spouses. Um, and what was interesting, Genesis, was as I looked at the, the data, as I looked at the analytics, the majority of my listeners were not even men. It was women. And I thought that was really kind of interesting because, again, it's not always, you might, you're, anytime you start a business or a show or a podcast, you're going to have and a hypothesis of how it's going to work, but you have to be willing to, to look in a, and adjust accordingly while still being true to your zone of genius, as you, as you put. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if you saw my facial expression whenever you said it was women. I was like, wow, because sometimes <laughs> we think one thing, but then the metrics and the data shows us something else. So we have to be willing to pivot and just say, oh, okay, well, maybe I was wrong, but I could always formulate a new hypothesis or introduce the scientific method in order to get me back on track. And I want to be respectful of your time, Mark. So I want you to share a little bit more about Mark Savant Media, maybe some of the highlights, and then we'll jump into the call to action. Yeah, well, you know, at, at the end of the day, I serve, I serve people that want an effective podcast. They want a podcast that works for their business that actually achieves a particular goal. And not, you know, not everyone is, is super clear again on what their actual goal of their show is. I've worked with clients who think it's one thing, but after our first discovery session, realize it's not, but really the, the, the goal here for me with, with the agency is, Hey, let's take your idea. Let's refine it. I'll use all the tools, all the resources, all my experience to make sure that you sound great. You look great. You're speaking to the right people. The, the show art is tight, the, and the, um, the RSS feed is maximized, you've got your metadata, all that boring stuff is taken care of, you know, and it will make sure you're talking to the right people, that your color schemes are on point, that your hex codes look good, that your show art, you know, taking all these different parts that would probably take, uh, that, that do take newcomers a lot of time to perfect and put that together. Um, while, while also being cognizant of what our goal is, how are we going to actually monetize our show? Because if there's, you know, people say this all the time when I'm saying, why do you want to do this? Well, I want to inspire people or um, I, I want to make change or, or whatever. If, if, if making money is not part of your podcast goal, it becomes really, really hard to keep it going. 
you know, because as you know, Genesis, it's a lot of work. It takes time. It takes energy. It takes effort. But once you're able to generate income off of it and you can put the income back into the show, it becomes way easier. It becomes way easier and way more fun and way more productive. And so that's, that's really what the core, the core of my business is. It's helping people get to that point. Um, I have a lot of tools and, and, and an awesome team that helps do that. And then, you know, the, again, as I had mentioned, there's a lot of people that, that kind of want to build out their own infrastructure, which I think is awesome too, because we live in a day and age where you really need to have your own infrastructure. In which case, my, uh, my mastermind program, which is only 25 bucks a month to start, super cheap, super affordable for 25 bucks. You can get in there, you can build out your own system, you can build out your own show, um, and you could really maximize the impact by getting a lot of really wise um, advice. I've got a lot of different worksheets. And, and, you know, I also just want to say that the mastermind program, the group program is not designed to give you an additional job because ain't nobody got time for that, right? It's not, it's not an extra job. It's, it's, it's 30 minutes a week, specific actionable um, tasks that you can go through to elevate your show much more quickly, along with the support of people that are equally motivated. So that to me, I've just been so amazed by the progress that people are having. Everybody that joins stays in the group. And um, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited about that. Thanks for sharing that. I'm actually going to share it with another group that I'm a part of, which is NPA, the new podcast association, because we're always looking for different guests to come on and talk. Um, yesterday, we had a search engine optimization that I actually used to work for. She's a CEO for Rising Ranks Digital, and I was actually her podcast host for a little bit until I turned the show back over to her. So that's really cool. And I'm glad that she was able to come on. So I'm always, I always like to meet incredible people and then share, hey, their business is this like let's let's get them in our community and see how we could blend the two so mark let's jump into the call to action part of the segment what do you want the audience to walk away with once they hear us talk about the incredible gems we've already dropped right now as of may of 2022 the most important asset is your digital presence you need to have a place where long form content can stand whether that's a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog, you must have a place where long form content can be. And you must have a place where your short form, highly engaged content can be, whether that's Instagram or LinkedIn or TikTok. But failing to, to, to do this now, I think is, is a mistake. Um, you know, going too hard, too fast, going to too many places too fast is a mistake. Focus on where's one place where I can engage people and give some useful advice on a long form, um, on a long form platform like a podcast. And where's a place that I can meet my audience in a short form way to drive engagement, meet new people, et cetera. Um, and you know, that's what I do. That's where I help people go to Instagram, DM me at marksavantmedia.com or marksavantmedia, just marksavantmedia. So go to Instagram, DM marksavantmedia, uh, keyword Genesis. And I'll know where you came from. And I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to help you. And, and, you know, that, that's what I like, like you said in the beginning, the more value you give, the more value you receive. So go to Instagram, DM Mark Savant Media, and I'll see you there. And that he already dropped his website in there too. So his website is marksavantmedia.com, right, Mark? That's it. And on TikTok, I'm Mark Savant Media. And on Twitter, I'm at Mark Savant Media. And on basically anywhere you go, Mark Savant Media, it's pretty easy. 
Amazing. So audience, all of his contact information will be in the show notes. So you definitely can plug in with him. So scroll down, read and connect. And his last name is spelled as followed. S as in Sarah, A as in Alpha, V as in Victor, A as in Apple, N as in Nancy, and T as in Tom Savant, y'all. And make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on 40 plus platforms. You can check out all things video content by heading on over to YouTube and typing in at gems with Genesis Amaris Kim. And lastly, but not least, I want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a regular basis because of you, we're now ranked in the top two and a half percent globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So fact check me and go check those metrics. And I challenge you to get off your butt take action and bust a move because you are uniquely you for a reason and the world needs you to shine bright like a diamond. So embrace your skills. Don't sit on the couch, binge in Netflix, actually get out there and leave your imprint so it can drive an impact in this world. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services could be here on GEMS Podcasts.